We rarely know what lies beneath the sexy, filtered version of life that we see online. So we're lifting the lid and having the conversations about money that no one else is having. So settle in, grab yourself a coffee and come join the conversation. episode we speak to digital creator founder of the she brief and influencer expert emily valentine from being an early entrant into the world of blogging to the present day emily shares her beauty and lifestyle tips alongside her expertise on the ever-growing creator economy we sat down to talk about all things influencer from whether anyone could be a successful creator in 2022 to how to monetize an audience so enjoy the episode Emily, you are a creator yourself and you also manage the business of your two sisters. So you've got a great insight into the world of influencers. We want to jump straight into the ins and outs of a career as an influencer. So firstly, how do influencers make money? Uh, The eternal question, I think. (laughs) Everybody wants to know how influencers make money. And I think it's probably because influencing is like the number one career for kids. Uh, in schools these days they all want to be an influencer and I actually believe back when I was 16 the most aspired career for women was a glamour model so I feel like we've come uh, quite far in that respect <laughs> but yeah there is um, there is a lot of money to be made in this industry it's it's a billion dollar industry multi-billion dollar industry and um, the, mo- the most amazing thing is there's just so much money to go around and anyone can get a slice of it I think if you um are savvy enough and authentic enough with um, uh, marketing your personal brand online. So um, in terms of how you make money, there's several um, avenues to go down. Um, The biggest way, the best and most lucrative way to earn money, I think, is um, through campaigns uh, with brand partnerships. Um, So if any of those listening that aren't familiar what that is it's basically when a brand approaches you and they want to market or sell their service or product and um, they pay you money basically to do that on your social media in black and white terms Um, but it is a little bit more complex than that Um, most influencers that that I would say that are doing a good job and and are authentic um, are cherry picking the brand partnerships that they work with Um, you know they're going to make sure it aligns with their audience and it's something that they genuinely love or use um, and then they basically design content which showcases the brand service or product um, in a really creative and engaging way. And that's why I consider like a successful brand partnership. And um, you'll earn a flat fee most of the time based on your reach and follower size. Oops. <laughs> that was always a possibility. Start again. So you'll earn a flat fee based on your sort of reach and your following, but um, it goes influencers feeds can go beyond that so you can actually license the content for usage on um the client and brands platforms as well um, and that's actually a really lucrative way to increase and sometimes double or triple your fee as an influencer and it's something that i know a lot of people starting out don't actually understand and know to do um, and it's something that i'm trying to um, educate influencers on a lot at the moment as well because it's such a lucrative thing to do So aside from brand partnerships, um, you've also got affiliate marketing, which is when you affiliate links and you share them on your social media. And it means if you uh, follow a shop through that link, then you 
you, the creator, get um, a small uh, percentage of that sale. It doesn't mean that the customer actually gives you the money out there. And it's like the brand's way of saying thank you for bringing the customer to us. Um, a lot of there's a lot of gray areas around that. I, I know sometimes people don't even like using affiliate links because they feel like they're paying the, the influencers commission, but it's definitely not the case. Um, and actually, I feel like it's a really nice way to thank the influencer for even like connecting you to a new brand or showing you a new product. And it's always an education point that I'm trying to put across on my platforms. Like, please use your my affiliate links. Like, it's a nice way to say thank you for me getting up and doing this organic content for you. Um, other ways to earn money. Um, so another way to earn money, and I've done this a few times, is actually shooting content for a brand. And the content doesn't actually go anywhere on my platforms at all. It just goes straight to their platforms. They license it or they buy it in perpetuity, which means they have um, access, uh, they own the rights to the content. So I basically sign away the rights and that fee tends to be quite a bit larger than if they were licensing the image for their website for say three or six months. Um, so that's another uh, way to earn money. Um, influencers that are slightly, um, more famous or they have like huge followings can make appearances like a run-of-the-mill celebrity they can go to events um, they can do appearances on panels um, interviews and talk shows even go on tv and stuff so um, there really is a ton of ways to make money as an influencer and I feel like those are the main three though and at what point can you actually start to monetize it like if you're a relatively new influencer on the scene and you're just building your brand what are the are there some sort of kind of key targets that everyone has in mind like i need to get to x followers and then i can start going for paid partnerships is there do you just need to secure one first deal like how does it work in terms of starting to make it into a business it's a really good question and i think people love to put like a sort of um number on this and often people will say oh, I need 10,000 followers on Instagram because then I can go full-time or I can even think about monetizing because then I get access to the swipe up feature but as we all know Instagram actually um democratized that and made it um, a feature that anyone can have at any amount of following now so it's amazing but also it's it was well needed because actually I'm seeing people monetize their Instagrams from literally hundreds of followers. So I don't think anyone needs to feel like they need to reach a certain goal. Um, I do feel like hitting milestones with a following definitely allows you to increase your fees as an influencer for sure. But having 500 followers and a really engaged audience, it doesn't mean you can't monetize right now. Um, and it's actually, um, if you're under that 10,000 on Instagram, your engagement is quite a bit higher than people at mid-size or macro size. Um, so if you're a nano, <laughs> this is, we call them nano influencers, then you tend to have a super engaged audience. Therefore, you tend to be able to charge a really nice fee, even for a small audience, because the brand can see and your analytics will show this as well that you have a really engaged audience so you're talking directly to these 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 followers that um haven't become like kind of disillusioned with you maybe you've grown and as influencers grow we do tend to like branch out quite a bit if you're still nano and you tend to be more niche and therefore your audience tends to be more engaged and therefore you can command healthy feeds even for your size so there isn't really i wouldn't say there's like a a goal uh, to be able to monetize. Um, I think that's like a myth from the industry and I'm always encouraging people to monetize as soon as they can. And you mentioned it there, but let's talk a little bit about fees. So obviously it's going to hugely depend on your niche, your audience size, your engagement, but how much can you kind of expect 
to earn, are there any standard expectations in terms of what earnings might look like if you've got, say, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 followers? Is there any standard at all? I mean, the industry as a whole isn't really regulated. Um, and I think that's generally because it's quite a new industry. I've been doing this for seven years now. And I remember people were doing it four or five years before me. So in terms of like the age of the industry, we are it's still under 15 years old, I would say. Um, things are changing though. Um, people are talking more about money which I really like because I feel the more we talk about it the more we can kind of understand what we can command as influencers in terms of fees um before I think people it was a little bit clandestine people weren't really sharing this information it was all a bit new um I think a lot of my peers felt kind of just even lucky to be earning money from doing social media so you know they weren't really sharing their rates they were afraid of um brands um sort of being undercut by their peers and then brands moving on to other people that were being undercut in rates. So, um, but now that the industry's matured a little bit, I feel like people feel a little bit more at ease at talking about the sort of money they earn. And obviously we are talking about it more because more and more people want to do this job because it can be quite lucrative. Um, in terms of standardized rates or sets rates, um, <clears throat> it really, I think there are, there's like a loose graph that I follow and I have it written down and I kind of look at it um, when I'm like, coaching people or I'm talking to them about what they can kind of ask for in terms of their following and engagement levels and um, there is um, like a kind of like pricing brackets um, based on whether or not you've got a good uh, engagement rate um, for your following size which I kind of use um, as a guide when I'm like helping people understand how much they can potentially charge um, for their work on Instagram or social media so if um, you are, and I'll give you the engagement rates as well. So you've kind of got a context as well. So if you've got a following on Instagram, that's between 1,000 and 5,000 um, and you have a reach of between four to 7%, which is quite average for someone with that following, um, then you can command between 100 to 250 pounds a post. So that's just a single grid post um, on your feed. I would actually say that sometimes you can get more if you do have 5,000 followers and you have like an engagement rate of like 20%, which is actually not rare. My sister, when she had that um, size on Instagram, had like a 40% engagement rate, which is just amazing. So that's, that's like 2,000 people are going to engage with that content. Like that's something that I get on my Instagram at 47,000 sometimes, you know, 2,000 engagements. Um, and, and by engagements, I mean likes, by the way. So yeah, one to 5,000, you're looking at between 100 to 250. If you've got um, a following of between five to 10K, um, then you can command between 250 to 400 450 pounds a post. Um, if you reach that, you know, 10, famous 10K, uh, and you between 10 and 20, you're looking at between 500 and 1,000 pounds post. Um, my sister now, who I manage, has 20. 1000 on Instagram and I got her a job for 2000 pounds the other day so again you can get more than that it just really depends on how good that brand um collaboration like meets your sort of criteria your niche your audiences how much you love it you know like how good the match is if you're um, between 20,000 to 30,000 on Instagram, uh, you look to be paid around 800 to 1,800 a post. If you're 30,000 to 50,000, you're looking between 1,500 to 2,500 pounds for a single Instagram post. 
So if you've got between 50K or 100K on Instagram, you can command between 2,000 and 4,000 a post. And if you've got over 100,000 followers on Instagram, you're looking at um, over 4,000 pounds a post at least. And I'm the sky's the limit, you know, like I don't really go above that in terms of, well, I don't work with many people that are over 100,000, to be honest. What engagement rates are these numbers based on? Like, what are they roughly assuming? Like I said before, when you've got that small following, like one to 5K, you're going to need a really high engagement rate. And that's like around 7%. Um, But anything above 2% is considered a good engagement rate in the industry across the board. So whether that's a million followers or you're, you've got 50,000 followers, if your engagement rate is 2% and above, then it's considered good. And therefore you're commanding these sort of average fees. That's so interesting. And I think actually it's so helpful to have some real solid figures to, to put context to all of these numbers that we see and we hear about and to, to know what you actually can expect to, to earn. But I guess one thing that maybe people don't realize is that maybe it's not as straightforward to be an influencer as people think. I know there's a lot of perceptions that it's just taking photos and social media, but what does it actually really take to be an influencer? And what is happening behind the scenes that we don't see when we see the end product? Um, Yeah, it's a, a common misconception, I think. And one that's actually quickly becoming outdated because I feel like a lot of influencers nowadays do show a lot of BTS from their their jobs and their lives day to day it's not just about showing up in a pretty dress and like taking a picture um we like influencers like me we like to show you what the inner workings of our world and why um why we earn this money and how we earn this money and that sort of thing people often will put stories up like hashtag bts when they're like at a shoot or they're like editing something um it just takes the follower inside their world and i think it's a really great sort of advancement in the way influencers are working and creating content because actually it shows that we work so, so hard to get where we are and command these sort of fees. Um, And don't get me wrong, there's people that do just take um, cute photos and upload them and don't really have much strategy behind it. And then they go stratospherically viral and then they've got all these brand deals knocking at the door and they are making a lot of money. And, you know, those are the lucky people. Um, There's a lot of people that are working really, really hard and have strategies and plans and, um, you know, we plan out and plot our content and we have shoot days and it's, and then we have co- copywriting days, editing days. Um, it can be, it's basically running your own personal brand and business. And um, I manage other influencers as well. So I also manage their careers. So it's like multiple personal brand management and it's not dissimilar to what, you know, models or celebrities have agents and, um, they have people that manage their careers for them. It's exactly the same thing. And and I don't, for me, like it being a multi-billion pound industry, like why aren't there people looking out for these people earning this much money and helping them strategize and monetize everything? Like it's, there's a lot of money to be made. And I, as an agent, earn 20% off everything my influencers make. That's so interesting. I, I actually forget all the time about the management side of things. And one question I had is, can anybody in theory, just become an influencer? Because that's the sort of way it's perceived is that anyone can just start something from their bedroom doing either videos or, you know, posts or whatever and grow this massive following. And I just wonder whether that is true of most of the big influencers we see or whether actually that's only a small select few and most people who start either have 
a following somewhere already or a great platform or a great agent like how do most people really start is it really always just organic growth or is it more typical for people to start somewhere else to answer your question like can anyone just be an influencer I think anyone can be a content creator whereas not everyone can be a creator and influence like anyone can get up and create content on social media like it's incredibly democratic in that respect we can all have a login to tiktok we can all have a login to instagram we can all take pictures we can all download the editing apps put cool effects on write a cool engaging fun caption or inspiring caption um but the difference between a creator a content creator and someone who influences is where i think um the monetization element comes in because I feel like in order to add value and inspire people, you need to be, you need to be able to talk about yourself and, um, and I don't like, it sounds terrible, but, but like market yourself in a way that captures audiences attention and followers attention. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like, I think people don't like to hear that this is a business because people like to go onto their favorite Instagrammers or TikTokers account and just be like, swept away and inspired and and just like it's quite aspirational and you know they just love to see what's going on in their lives and I don't think anybody who likes someone that much likes to think they're being sold to but at the end of the day like influencing is a huge industry and it's lucrative and people are making lots of money from it so there is a certain amount of strategy involved even when you're creating organic content and you know Lots of people start their, their their accounts just to have fun and just as a way of expressing themselves and being creative, which is amazing and it's and it's like it's it's totally valid. But like if they want to monetize, there is going to have to be a level of marketing and involved and sort of strategy involved in order to really engage their followers and like get those analytics and those metrics up to a point where they can go to a brand and say, hey, look, this is the sort of engagement I'm getting. And this is the sort of content I'm making. I think you would align perfectly with my platform. Let's have, a, let's do a deal, you know? Um, so I think there needs to be a certain level of business acumen, especially if you're setting out to create content and monetize it. However, there are those anomalies that I mentioned earlier where people just fall into the algorithm cycle and they just get projected into this viral situation and it's something they never planned for. And those are the lucky ones. And you really can't predict that, honestly. I don't think you can. Like, there's only a certain amount of, uh, creators you can go out and study and be like okay I want to be like this person she's got um a hundred thousand followers and she takes her photos like this and this is her aesthetic and this is her tone of voice and yes that's another way to kind of slide yourself into um a position that maybe will fast track you into monetizing but you're essentially and I hate this you're essentially copycatting what someone else is doing and I think the people that have the longevity and go the distance in this industry are the ones that are being truly authentic and I you can be authentic and genuine and make incredible content and influence a lot of people, but still have a marketing strategy. And I think followers don't like to hear that, but we're always being sold to. It doesn't matter whether you think you're just looking at someone like chatting and putting their makeup on, they're selling, um, whether it's intentional or not, and whether they're being paid to or not. Because if you look at someone do something organically, and you're enraptured by it and you're like I really just love that lipstick she wore even though she didn't mention it you might dm her or you might screenshot the packaging and then go and buy it in john lewis the next day you know um and i had a follower the other day um actually messaged me because i was talking about how i had a 
cons consultation with one of my talents about how we're going to sort of tidy up her profile and make it a little bit more niche. So um, it's more it's easier for brands to kind of work with her because they're very clear on what she does. And she said, but don't you just think that loses all integrity and authenticity from what for what for the followers that follow her? Like, I would be really sad to see her profile become um, supermarketed and like very commercial and niche when I love what she does now. And like, I try not to lose my cool with that woman because you don't you don't lose your cool. You know, you're, you're representing yourself and your personal brand. But I was I, in a roundabout way. I just said, well, like, not how dare you, I didn't use those words, I was much more <laughs> delicate than that, but like, how dare you ask someone not to monetize something they've worked really hard to do, like, how dare you ask her to, like, stay as she is, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, when her desire and her career goals um, are to niche down and actually work with some amazing brands, like, why do you not have some trust in this influencer that you clearly love and follow for so many years to make the right choices and maybe the right choices and of her brand collaborations are something that you'd be interested in if you're already buying and being influenced by this woman why can't she like niche down a little bit more and get a little bit clear cut on her personal branding um it might actually serve you in the long run and also everybody has a right to earn money like i don't go to you oh don't get that don't go for that promotion i prefer you much more earning i prefer you much more as a person earning less money like it's just it baffles me like but there you go. I think there's still a lot of education to be done on this. <laughs> totally. And I mean, you kind of started to touch on it there. But I think what is really interesting is this idea of like boundaries as an influencer or a creator between your personal and your business life. And it's something that I have been very conscious of over the last year or so. And I have actively tried to put some of those boundaries in place. But how do you do that? And do you think that it's it's a challenge because ultimately, like like you say, you know, there's a personal brand and then there's you, the person. And is it is it a, a line you have to navigate as a creator to figure out how much of your own real life to monetize and to, to give away to your followers? Yeah, I think it's something that people are always trying to work out for themselves when they have a following and like they're making money off essentially what is their lives online. Um, I have struggled to do that in the sense that I, I struggle to put boundaries down when it comes to my work because, you know, it's, it sounds crazy to say, but like everything I do is a potential content opportunity. So actually when it comes down to it, you just have to let some of them go. Otherwise you would spend your entire time documenting everything. And it does breed exhaustion. It does breed burnout and disillusion with who you are, your identity of self, all of it, like it, it can be a struggle. And but I think a lot of women that do what I do, we are so dedicated to our craft and, and like building our profiles and like creating as well. And that's like money, money aside, you know, we just love creating content and sharing and sharing everything and stuff. Um, so it can be a challenge to kind of just stop and put the phone down and be like, I'm just gonna be here in the moment. And to be honest, uh, my the way I the way I kind of exert those boundaries, it changes all the time. And I think most recently, I've just decided to just have days off social media where I don't share and just me like be online four days out of the seven, for example, means that there's a boundary of sorts. Um, but what I do find myself doing is if something happens on the day off that I'm not online, I'll take pictures of it anyway, and then I'll bank it and I'll put it up 
at a later date. So, <laughs> I, just, I mean, if anybody else out there has any good ideas, like, I'm all ears because I it, it's something that I struggle with, and I don't. And I, you do, I do draw lines, but they get blurred often because sometimes opportunity arises and it just gets the better of you. I find that really interesting, and honestly, I could ask about ten questions off the back of that. But annoyingly, we only have about three minutes left. So I am going to make the most of that and ask you to tell us about your new project that you are launching called Creator Clinic. Tell us what you're doing there. Oh, yeah. It's, thanks for bringing that up. Super exciting. Um, well, I, as I mentioned, like I'm an influencer, I'm a creator. I kind of manage a few um, girls doing the same thing as me. And I have noticed that people, because I speak openly about earning money as a creator online and what I do, and I do a lot of BTS on my channel, um, lots of people ask me like, oh, um, how do you, how do I do this? I've got a following. I've just had a brand deal come in. I'm not sure what to charge. And, and I was seeing more and more and more of that come in. Um, and I was just like, I wish there was a way to kind of, you know, help everyone. Um, but obviously it's super time consuming. And as soon as someone slides into your inbox, you need to know the background. You need to do a little bit of an analysis on their account. You know, you need to understand what the deal is. And I was helping a few people on email, but it was just super time consuming. So I was like, well, is there a way I can kind of help people in mass or, or like one-on-one, -on -one, but actually make the most of the time and charge for this service? Because it is a chargeable service. As a manager myself, I take 20% of all of my, um, clients like campaign um, fees so I figured if I created a clinic of sorts and I created a few different services so we're going to have like a rate card clinic a media kit clinic um, I'm also thinking about doing something called a blogger broker clinic which is like a one-off um, campaign management fee so I would go in and be a manager for them for a particular job lead that comes in say for example they get a l'oreal job lead come in and they that you know l'oreal is a huge brand and they're going to have a lot of cash and it's maybe a huge opportunity for them that they haven't kind of navigated before they want someone who knows what they're doing to kind of manage that for them then they can come to me i can like look through the job opportunity and let them know if i can manage it for them and then obviously i would take a 20 percent fee of whatever fee i commanded for that so it's it's still a work in progress. We're not live yet, although I've already had some people message me on Instagram and ask if they can get a, t a time in the diary with me next week. So I just it's always the way, isn't it? Like you have an idea and you you want to get everything like your your website done and all of the offers like finessed and stuff, make it all pretty in a PDF. But like stuff happens before you even you're ready. So it's just the way it goes. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking to offer in this, this 2022. And it should be available for people to kind of, um, uh, yeah, book in with me in the next month. So it should be good. And then long term, I'm hoping to actually bring out a course um, all about negotiating uh, your rates and navigating um, how to monetize your social media platforms. So if you're, if you're not interested in like one on one consultancy, then you can go straight to the course and kind of go through that yourself. That sounds exactly what is needed. And I am definitely going to be signing up to the Creator Clinic. So um, you've you've got me in in the bag there already. But thank you so, so much for, for being so open with us and for sharing so much with us about your experience. And um, we're really excited to see what happens and where you take your business this year. Oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. I love talking about this stuff. Like, it's absolutely, I just... I mean, why not? Like, I feel like not enough people do. And there's so much mystery surrounding the, the industry that I just, 
I like to level the playing field. Like it's, I think it's amazing what women can achieve through running their own personal brands through social media. And honestly, the sky's the limit. Like, and I'm here to help if you need help. So yeah, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks.